Good morning, everybody. My name is Barry Schwartz, and this is the Search Buzz Video Recap. Today is Friday, January 6th, 2023. Um, and we have a lot to discuss. We're still waiting on the Google Helpful Content Update and the Link Spam Update of December 2022 to finish. It's been several weeks now, way over its deadline, and Google still said it's rolling out, and the search results have still been pretty volatile. Uh, we'll talk a little bit more about why these algorithm updates that Google gives us, the dates, the start and end dates are kind of abstract. Uh, we'll talk about big adding chat GPT, GPT from OpenAI to their search results in the future. And we'll talk about a little bit about Google giving an SEO a black eye a little bit and so much more. So definitely stay tuned. And of course, I'd like to thank our sponsor, Bruce Clay. Bruce Clay is one of the founding fathers of the SEO space, doing search marketing since 1996. Bruce Clay is also big into SEO training. Check them out at seotraining.com and you can learn more there. And also check out Bruce Clay at bruceclay.com. Thanks again to Bruce for sponsoring. Okay, so I posted the January 2023 Google Webmaster Report. So basically, if you are on vacation at all for the past 30 days, you definitely want to go ahead and check it out. It covers the most significant things that happened with Google and SEO-related stuff over the past month. Obviously, we had the Google Helpful Content Update, the December Link Spam Update from Google, the added E to EAT. Um, some search name features, continuous scroll, dynamic topic features, refinements, uh, search and video, Google's testing out content ideas in Search Console, the Question Hub going away, the new status dashboard, Weblight, Duplex, and so much more. So there's a lot to talk about in the past month. I recapped it all on January 2nd in the Google Webmaster Report for January 2023. So like I said, Google said again, the Google Helpful Content Update and the Google Link Spam Update of December 2023 are still rolling out. John Mueller said the other day that it's still ongoing. As I checked this morning at around 6 a.m. on Friday, January 6th, the, both the updates have not yet fully been complete. Um, so yeah, I mean, there's definitely still ongoing, still running. So keep your hands, hats on and hopefully this will happen soon. I suspected it would have been done this week, but eh, the week's not over yet. So maybe later today will be finished. Who'd finish? Who knows? Also, uh, we've been seeing a lot of fluctuations and volatility on January 3rd and January 4th. Uh, the tools all lit up on even on January 5th yesterday. Um, so it's pretty volatile, the Google search results. And Danny Sullivan actually confirmed on Mastodon saying basically, hey, yeah, this is basically the ongoing um, Google updates. He says both the, the updates continued to roll out. Normally, these types of updates would have been included by now, but rollouts can, can slow or pause when we get into the holiday periods. So it seems like Google had to pause or slow down that rollout uh, as the Google engineers went off on holiday. Now they're back, so they scaled it back up. Uh, and we saw volatility and, and, and a lot of fluctuations in the Google search results because of that. Um, so that's pretty interesting. Moving on, uh, we asked Google why can't they get their dates right? They said two weeks. Why is it not two weeks? And also, um, Google has often said the updates have finished on a specific date, but there may be other fluctuations afterward because of a slower rollout or, or progress or something like that. Um, one specific example was Google just updated the Google Updates page. I noticed that on the March, pro March 2022 product reviews update, there was no end date. So I submitted feedback telling Google, hey, put an end date there. I thought the end date, according to Alan Kent, was on April 11th, 2022, but Google updated that page to say the update was on April 6th, like almost a week earlier than what Google actually posted on the thing, which Google actually told us. So Google told us the, uh, the March 
product reviews update was done April 11th originally, back in April, said it was done on April 11th, but then Google said uh, just this week that it was done on April 6th. So I asked, why, why is Google showing TV us two different dates? Um, and John Mueller basically said, um, it's hard picking a date for some of these, especially afterwards. For many, not all updates, the update rolls out. It takes a while to be visible, which is when we call it start. And then it takes a while uh, to be most uh, for it to be in most queries, URLs, data centers. He said there's no binary border for start, start and stop dates. It's more about when it starts to be visible and mostly settled down. So as he basically said, it's a bit like timing when bread rises <laughs> and when you bake it. So basically, you know, is it done? It depends on how done you want it to be. Um, and then Alan Kent said later on, when I checked on April 11th, it was done, but it was actually done earlier. Done is a great definition as systems roll out across multiple data centers and the process backlogs at different rates. So it's really, so it's really, do we say it's 99.9% .9 done or 99.99% .99 done? Again, that's why uh, dates may be a little bit abstract when it comes to Google updates. Big news this week was that Microsoft Big is reportedly going to be rolling out integration with OpenAI's ChatGPT, the cool AI feature that will basically write reports for you, answer questions for you, um, write your spouse, a poem, whatever it might be, it does it all. Um, and Microsoft invested a billion dollars in OpenAI, and with that, supposedly, uh, Big is actually going to integrate ChatGPT into their search results. We're not sure exactly how, but Big already has a chatbot. Um, they launched that, I think, a couple of years ago. Um, so we'll see what happens with that. It'll be very interesting to see how they integrate that. Everybody's saying Code Red with Google. They should be launching this. Not sure how much of a Code Red it is. Uh, I'm not thinking it's a huge Code Red, but we will see. On the ChatGPT uh, realm and AI, um, John Mueller was asked, can we use it to build our title tags? And John Mueller basically said, making great title tags. Uh, basically said, I don't know if AI is the right approach to making title tags and descriptions, but if you're running out of ideas, especially if you see pages showing up in search for the wrong terms, it's a good way to get inspiration or to try out new things. I was strongly discouraged blindly following it though. You know your audience better than any tool. So basically, use it for ideas, don't let it write everything, and so forth. Google Search has um, <clears throat> released a research paper, which was covered by Roger Martini, Martini Buster, which is a great find. And basically, he said it kind of shows you what the helpful content update is all about. Um, and he does a great recap of how the this research paper, which is called Generative Models Are Unsupervised Predictors of Page Quality. And there's one little section in there that was highlighted by Pedro Diaz, a former Googler from the search quality team, who basically goes over qual uh, qualitative analysis and basically says, attempts at SEO, search engine optimization, documents that attempt to perform SEO tend to be flagged as very low quality. This is intuitive since these texts tend to, si to simply string a series of keywords together and therefore here. Furthermore, we found a moderate number of product pages and pro professional profiles that attempt to perform some form of SEO. We observed that the media-centric domains, such as image, host, image hosting domains, often contain incomprehensible embedded text, possibly for SEO. Basically saying SEO stinks. Again, there's a lot of debate about this, but I wanted to highlight it because it's been pretty um, uh, trendy and, and chatty in the SEO community, so I thought I'd highlight that. Uh, Google has, over the years, many, many times said that SEO rocks, SEO is important, uh, but I assume not all Googlers think the same way about how SEO and what SEOs do.
Google's URL inspection tool, the referring page aspect of that uh, field in there can show links that are no followed. Um, so basically Google's saying, we found this page from this referring page. And Google's saying, we found it sometimes from a no follow page. Now we know that Google changed the no follow attribute to be a hint, not a, a directive. So Google can follow those links, can count those links in any way they want. They haven't really oh, said that. They haven't really said what they're doing with that. They just changed their policy. We covered the back and forth of Google about, is this no follows a directive or a hint? They said it's a hint, but they actually, did they ever change the algorithm to do anything with that? They had a little question about. And then I asked John about why is Google showing um, a Twitter URL, which is no followed in the referring page. It's not just Twitter, it's any, a lot of no follow links are shown there. And John Mueller said, first off, I suspect folks are once again too focused on links. And then he added, I don't think it's impossible but I expect it to be rare. Search Console lists links even if they're no follow, even when the link value is zero. It could happen that we know a page from a source, but only crawl and index it when we know more about the page. The theoretically, first mention is there, even if it's irrelevant, and it's not the reason why the page is indexed. So basically, Google's saying it's no followed. We're not going to index it because there's a no follow there, but we know it's there. And if we find it there first, we will cite that as the first URL that we found it from. Again, it's super interesting. I wish Google would clarify how they treat no follows in the search results, how they treat it for discovery, how they treat it for uh, ranking, for link purposes, for page rank. It'd be very interesting to hear. Uh, Google has dropped the 110 character requirement for the headline property in the article structure data. It used to say the title of the article, consider uh, uh, the value should not exceed 100, 110 characters. Now it says, consider using a concise title as long as it may be truncated on some devices. Keep that in mind. So go concise, but there is no specific character limit. Google Search Console sent out a survey this week. Glenn Gate covered it and basically said a bunch of features that Google might add to Google Search Console. Um, and there's a whole list of stuff that he was asked. It was basically a 10-minute survey. So it's pretty interesting to see. Hopefully you guys seen it. And basically it probably hints at what's going to come in the future with Google Search Console. This has been got, uh, ongoing for a long time, several months. Um, Joy Hawkins and a bunch of local SEOs noticed this where Google Search Console may not be tracking all clicks and impressions from the local pack. The local pack is the, like the basically map result in Google Search. And Google should be tracking clicks and impressions from that because if it shows up in the Google Search Results page, Google Search Console should be showing it. But uh, Joy Hawkins and a bunch of local SEOs pointed out how GA, uh, Google Business Profiles, Performance Insights, and Search Console are not really jiving um, in a big way. So the question is why? Um, and really, Google hasn't responded. This has been going on for several months, and the question has been asked for several months, and Google has not responded to that, so the question is why? Talking about local, Joy Hawkins also released a survey or study, a study that she did, which basically says reviews on photos, well, sorry, photos on reviews um, actually go ahead and result in the review lasting longer in the search results. So if you have photos or reviews, you should encourage your reviewers to leave photos or reviews because it will last longer if they're positive. Um, also, Google Ads has um, released an update to recommendations types. Specifically, the remove redundant keywords recommendation has been updated um, um, and expanding to work across multiple ba batch types. Google calls this an improvement. Um, a lot of SEO, uh, local uh, Google Ads a lot of Google Ads advertisers say this is not an improvement. It's basically a way for Google to push you into broad match across all boards. Um, and basically, Google will say, you know, if you have your keywords, these keywords in other match types now, Google will say remove it from those match types because it's already in broad match. Um, of course, 
you could opt out of this, so just keep that in mind, but you should have to be aware of this. There's a lot of buzz about this in the Google Ads community. Google is testing a new or launched a new feature called Poplar Next Steps. Uh, basically, it's a search for five minutes, which basically said after you do this search query, most people then do this search query. Um, this is spotted by Brian Fitzgerald and also by Kushal, so nice spot. Uh, and then John Mueller, again, added on uh, New Year's Eve and New Year's Day, helping SEOs on New Year's, which is also on the weekend. Um, so John Mueller, again, out there helping people he did it on Christmas. He's been doing this for the past 15 plus years now. So thank you, John, for everything you do to help the SEO community. Obviously, you're not getting paid to do this on, on weekends or on holidays, so we appreciate it. In any event, thanks so much for listening to the Search Buzz video recap. A little bit congested, so I apologize for my voice. If you like this video and you subscribe, like the video, comment, I really appreciate all that. Um, and tell your friends to subscribe and also check out our email newsletter. Again, thanks to Bruce Clay. Um, check them out at seotrading.com and bruceclay.com. Everyone have a great, safe, healthy, peaceful weekend. And I'll see you guys next. Goodbye.